Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Give it up for the moms in the house, everybody. Yes. So I have some jokes because I know that you're going to miss all of Pastor's jokes. He did give you one, but I'm going to give you some more. So uh, I think they're good. I don't know if they're better, but I think they're good. What did the mama say to the foal? It's pasture bedtime. What do you think, Pastor? <laughs> all right, how about this one, Pastor? How did the panda open her Mother's Day card? Well, bare hands. Bare hands. Okay, that one was lame. All right, that was lame. Okay. <laughs> how about this one? A guy, he, he says this. He goes, I bought my mom a mug which says, Happy Mother's Day from the worst, world's worst son. I forgot to mail it, but I think she knows. Right? Yeah. <laughs> how many of you are like that? I forgot to send my mom a Mother's Day card. It's in my car. <laughs> I'm the world's worst daughter. But Bill Bailey just gave me some ideas, so I'm going to do it up for my mom. I'm going to make it up for her. So uh, don't be like that. Send your mom a card. Send her some flowers if you forgot, too. All right? So it's all about moms today. Exodus 20, 20 says this. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Moms, if you're like me, you kind of cut that up a little bit when your kids were little and you're just like, honor your mother so that you have long life because if not, I'm going to take it, right? <laughs> I'm your mama. Honor your mama, right? I know you ain't honoring your mama right now. Those are the kind of things that I used to say because it wasn't just God's commandment. It was mine, right? Honor your mother. It was funny. I was talking to Christina the other, the other you got a question? <laughs> 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 so I was talking to Christina the other day. My life is just funny, Pastor. That's all. <laughs> and she was telling me that her and her roommate were talking about how their moms used to discipline them. And uh, they were laughing. I was so glad she was laughing because I'm like, uh-oh, here it comes. You know, all those times where you're like, oh, that was a bad mom moment. Well, she was saying, I guess her friend's mom and I have some things in common because um, we both handled the messy room the same way. Maybe, moms, you can fill me on this. It was like, if you don't clean your room, I'm going to put all your toys in a bag and we're going to in the garbage bag and we're going to throw it away. And so I did that, and she remembered that. I didn't throw them away, though. I think I put them in the basement, and I think they were there for months. And I think there might still be a bag down there. She's 20, almost 20 years old. <laughs> so, and then this one wasn't so good. I was like, I guess she, she told me this, and I kind of cringe. She's like, Mom, she goes, do you remember I was misbehaving? And she didn't misbehave all the time, but I guess she was throwing a temper tantrum or something, and I guess I videotaped her, and I was like, if you don't stop, I'm going to show your friends how you really behave. And her friend was like, that is so mean. My mom never did that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I asked her, I said, did it work? And she's like, yeah, because I, I was embarrassed. I didn't want my friends to see how I was behaving. Well, listen, whether we get the discipline thing right or not, or if we're just clinging on to Jesus to help us along the way, right, just to make those right decisions, give us wisdom, one thing is true for all moms. There is no heart like the heart of a mom, right? Listen, we will throw down if somebody messes with our kids, lose all kind of Christianity, right? It's not about Jesus right now. It's about you not getting whooped, right? You just made my daughter cry, or you just said something bad, even if she's wrong, right? That's how we are. We have their backs. We believe in them like nobody else, right? That's a mom. That's a mom's heart. And so we're going to honor moms here today because of our heart, right? Your mom's heart. I love the sign outside. It says this, 
Moms will hold their kids' hands for a little while, but their heart forever. That is so true. But we want to hear from the moms here. We want to hear your testimonies and your stories of what motherhood looks like. And so we're going to have speakers come up. And the first speaker right now is Juliet. So Juliet, can you come on up? Everybody give her a hand. Thank you. Uh, most of you might not know me, but I'm your new women's ministry leader. So make sure you sign up. We're going to have a great day, and I'm looking forward to serving you. And most of you know, those who do know me, that I'm mothering, parenting for the second time around. My kids are all grown up and gone. And uh, about four years ago, well, actually six years ago, when my grandson was two and a half, that's when I found out I had a grandson. And from that day forward, I prayed and prayed that I could get to know him. And I just thank God that miracles happened along the way. Uh, I got to see him and meet him, and then I got to have him every weekend. And then it turned into every couple weeks. And then it turned into staying with us full time and then adoption eventually. So I'm getting to do this all over again. Yes, I lost my empty nest. <laughs> Bummer. But uh, just the chance and the opportunity to raise my grandson. God heard me. He heard me crying at night. He heard me praying. He, he saw the, the anguish I was facing of not knowing if he was safe or being cared for. Or, and I prayed, and God revealed himself to Jason, and Jason has accepted Jesus as his Savior, and he's growing in the Lord. And I couldn't ask for anything more from God. The desires of my heart were answered. He, he answered all of my prayers. He saw my crying. He heard me. He heard my voice. And then we found New Life Church, what, maybe two years ago, I think, um, and we started coming here because you guys still had a children's program where all the other churches were shutting down because of COVID. And uh, Kids Zone is where my heart is, and I'm learning to get this new generation of children that were way different than when my kids were little. Yeah. And it's a little harder, yeah. They're different, and they have... Uh, electronics where my kids didn't have any. I didn't have a cell phone when I grew up, that's for sure. We had the phone on the wall with the dial. That's how old I am. But I praise God and I wrote down a verse that says basically what I think about, uh, you know, just praise and thanking. Psalm 9-1 and it says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart, I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. And I love to tell of all the wonderful things he has blessed us with. We recently moved to a new, bigger home with more land and to raise Jason. I believe that God blessed us with this. And, and I give him all the thanks and praise. And please sign up for the Women's Ministry Day. I know it's Memorial Day weekend, but you will be blessed. We will, we will all be blessed. Thank you, Julia. And next is Mary Ann Kimball. 
Yeah, when Randy asked me to speak, I was like, I can't do that. I'll pass right out. I'll pass right out. I'm too nervous in front of people. So she said, well, would you um, pray about it? I hate it when they say that because it's like, <laughs> so I'm walking out of the church saying, oh, I don't even know if I want to pray about this. <laughs> Got in the car and it was like the Lord reminded me, becoming a mother is your testimony. It's like, I didn't even have to pray about it. it was, that was it. So this is 41 years ago, this happened. To be a mother was my biggest dream. Truly, to be a wife and a mom meant everything to me. <clears throat> to have received that call from my doctor saying that I most likely would never have a child was devastating. At that time, I was working in Boston for a company that handled mutual funds. There was this new employee, Dan, that would come into work each day carrying his Bible by his side, and we all thought he was quite different. Well, Dan started to tell me that the Lord wanted Joe and I to have a child. He had my attention. <clears throat> he began to give me books, like The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom, The Cross and the Switchblade, and others. I was Catholic, and he told me to find a church that had charismatic prayer meeting, which I did. Joe, my parents, and a dear friend came as well. We, were <clears throat> we all were baptized in the Holy Spirit and loved being a part of that community. Dan and his wife came often to our home to give Bible study. The prayer group was praying for us to have a child, and I was begging the Lord for a child. I remember telling the Lord that I just couldn't understand why it wasn't happening. <clears throat> so many women aborting their babies and I wanted a child so badly. He spoke and directed me to the scripture that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not <clears throat> unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. There was a lady at this prayer meeting that spoke often and I was always deeply touched by her talks. One evening she spoke of a very difficult time in her life where she didn't sense the Lord with her at all. She asked him for a specific sign of his presence, which was that a red cardinal would land in her yard that day, and the Lord honored that request. Well, the next morning I was again crying for a child, and when I looked up from my bed, there was a red cardinal perched right outside my window. I was so filled with praise and thanksgiving. Another time <clears throat> in prayer, I was reminding the Lord of my age, which at the time was about 27, and he in return reminded me of Sarah's age. <laughs> I love a sense of humor, and our Lord has a great sense of humor. The last word I received from the Lord was in December 1980, and he told me I would be a mother in five months. I was not pregnant, and I did not have my name with any adoption agency. My mother called me shortly after and said that World Adoption out of Newton, Mass. was on the radio asking for people that would like to adopt to call as the war in El Salvador had created a crisis. I called right away and Joe and I went through a home study and all requirements to adopt our baby. Got a call a few months later from a social worker saying they had a baby girl for us. And did I know what we wanted to name her? And I said, Maria. 
and she said that is her name. We were legally her parents in May, and Maria arrived at Logan Airport June 11th, 1981. Praise God, forever grateful. He sent our son from El Salvador four years later and gave us two biological children years after that. I now have four grandsons. I care for Maria's newest addition to the family full-time, and he brings such joy. It is truly the gift that keeps on giving. Our God is an awesome God, worthy of all our praise. And I want to add, there's no difference between adoption and biological. The love is exactly the same. Actually, there is one little difference, labor. Labor is different. <laughs> Thank you. So we have Jill coming up right now. Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. And I'd like to thank you all for the opportunity to get up here and speak and um, tell you my experience about being a mother, which has only been about five years ago. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jell. My family and I started coming to New Life Church here about three years ago. Um, we love Kids Zone, um, especially because it gives my husband and I the opportunity to actually listen to the sermon while the kids can also hear about Jesus and his gift of salvation. So we love that. Um, so yeah, about a month ago, Rainey asked me if I would like to be one of the moms sharing my experience for Mother's Day. She said she wanted a working mom to share how I do it. Do it. I responded with, not well and started laughing. But really, I was only half joking. Um, we all know that life, including parenting, has good days and days that could be better. I once saw this small video showing different types of mom. It featured a picture of the breastfeeding and the formula mom, the working and stay-at-home mom, the hot mess and put-together mom, and other types of moms. When it came time for the perfect mom, there was no picture. <laughs> what a powerful video for me. There are many types of mom, but there is no such thing as a perfect mom. Maybe mother, Mary, mother of Jesus? More research on that if perfect moms don't ex um, exist. There is, however, the perfect mom for your family. I think that um, is some words I try to live by. There are times when I feel like I fall short of my mom duties, but we all have to give ourselves grace, much like we give our children grace, mirroring God's grace to us. I was born and raised in the Philippines. My parents were separated, or in all sense, they didn't have divorce in the Philippines. My dad and I, my dad and a family I call my adoptive aunt and uncle raised me while my mom was overseas working and helping support us financially as a registered nurse. I grew up and went to school in a Christian campus until I graduated high school. During that time, I remember my mom visiting a handful of times from ages four to seven, or 17. I'm grateful for all the sacrifices she has made so I was able to go to an excellent Christian school. To this day, she still works hard, and her focus as a mother is more of a provider than a nurturer. She is an amazing but atypical mother, but that's what makes her uniquely her. 
Um, I've come to understand and accept who she is as a mom, and because of the sacrifices she has made, I can be the kind of mother that I would like to be. I'm able to focus not solely on being a provider, but also being a nurturing and involved mother. My mom has overcome poverty and has helped her nine siblings, their kids and their kids' kids. She has always instilled in me financial responsibility and independence since being able to work. Needless to say, I think I had a job within a month of being fresh off the boat. I was lucky enough to enjoy a small vacation in Disneyland before working full-time and entering the labor force. She has cultivated a strong work ethic in me, and because I am my mother's daughter, I have inherited her determination to be financially independent. Having a career as a mom requires a balancing act. Just like with life, everything is about balance. Ecclesiastes 3.128 states, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to hear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. That being said, for me to live a well-balanced life requires knowing my priorities and being consistent with spending time nurturing these priorities. Matthew 6, 33 to 34 says, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Work or earning money cannot come first. Having a relationship with God is at utmost importance. It needs to be number one on the priority. Nowadays, to me, that is listening to, Bible, to the Bible in the car, as life hasn't been quiet since having kids. I am also not a morning person, so waking up in the quiet hours of the morning before everyone else is up isn't an option. Um, that, the time I listen to his words helped me know what God has in plan for me. It is somewhat of a roadmap to get navigating life in general. Aren't we so lucky that we weren't here without any instructions? That isn't much to say about neither of my lovely boys. They did not come with instructions. <laughs> in all seriousness, we need his words to live by. In Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Prayer also helps cultivating a relationship with him. I cry out to Jesus and ask him why multiple times during the day when the kids do things that test me and misbehave. Another part of balancing work and motherhood requires flexibility. How many times does your schedule get derailed? Well, now there's four of us in the family with schedules to keep. Thankfully, my husband juggles the kids as well since 
Um, I work 12 hour shifts or more three times a week or sometimes more. I also need help in order to keep my work and family balance. Having a supportive husband on your team helps tremendously. And by the way, he also made sure I mentioned and emphasized this a lot. <laughs> I nominate him as a speaker for Father's Day. That's what happens when you're not here. Working as a registered nurse in the intensive care unit continually teaches me patience. I need a strong dose of this, especially since being a caregiver at work mimics being a caregiver to my toddler at home. My kids continually help me learn and grow. There's always something I can do better at, and every day I'm given a choice to strengthen, strengthen my weaknesses in parenting. I heard patience is a virtue. This is a virtue that I need to improve on. Proverbs 15:18, a wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife, or quiets contention. You know how they say you can't argue with a drunk? Many of you moms here know that the same thing goes for toddlers. <laughs> Sometimes you even say the same things you'd tell a drunk and a toddler, like, put your pants back on. <laughs> and repeatedly asking them to sit down. But that's for another conversation. <laughs> Don't forget self-care. We cannot give from an empty cup. What does self-care look for me? I like to take care of my health by exercising regularly and making sure I make mostly good food, food choices daily. 1 Corinthians 6:19 states, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own. I would like to think that my body is a gift to care for and help keep in the best shape I can as I uh, thank the Lord. How would Jesus want me to take care of his temple? Because of my line of work, I have seen sickness and accidents. I see daily how, li how short life can be. It puts things in perspective for me. I know how chaotic life can be sometimes, but keeping a constant focus on God helps me remember what priority should be. As a mother, God wants me to strive for excellence, but not become a perfectionist. God is here guiding us and helping us become the best version of ourselves, whether it's as a mom, a wife, in your career, in other endeavors. 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. He has given me the gift of motherhood and has instructed me in Proverbs 22.6, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. My boys are my best accomplishment yet. Watching them grow and helping them lead in the right path is one of my gifts and focus as a mother. I hope you all have a blessed Mother's Day. I hope you get the gifts you want, whether it's time off to yourself for rest, relaxation, and to recharge. Do some self-care, and don't forget to take care of you, too. Our next speaker we all know as Nana. She is NLC's New Life Church's Nana. Everybody's Nana. Come on up, Diana. We love you. I have written my notes, and I have gone over it, over and over. I've got a tissue. Nana is the 
best part of my life, not just to my own kids, but to so many of you. Oh my gosh, you have given me the privilege of loving your children, of investing in them like I invest in my own. I pray for my kids all the time. And uh, one of the things Darlene kind of uh, educated me on is to pray the scriptures. So this is what I pray for my kids, my grandchildren. Lord, I know the plans you have for them, not to harm them, but to bring them a hope and a future. We have such challenging times with our kids. Uh, I look around the room, and I know that some of you have shared your stories, and we learn from one another. And uh, Pastor has always let it get real in here. And I know that some of you have gone through such painful experiences and come out the other side. Your kids have come out the other side. And when I look at how faithful God is, I am reassured. When I start to worry about things that uh, sometimes don't even exist, but I just worry them about my grandchildren and the future that they have, I remember, Lord, you have a plan for them, not to harm them, but to bring them a hope and a future. And I rely on that. And sometimes in my prayer, I, I add a little, um, Lord, don't let me screw this up. <laughs> and Pastor, I got to tell you, that was one of the funniest jokes you've ever told this morning about the teeth. Usually I don't get his jokes, but today I did. But, but why is Nana important to me, I'll tell you. And I hope, I hope that when we're done here, like I have seen um, from, from Jill, from Marianne, from, from uh, Juliet, you'll learn a little bit more about all of us. And don't look at us differently. Just learn from us and the things that we've um, grown through. Nana is important to me because I used to lay in my bed at night and think, does anybody know that we're here? We grew up in such violence and such fear every day. I love my mother, I love my father, they did what they knew how to do. But I knew that if it wasn't for my grandparents, uh, George and Lillian Wilworth, and Charles and Lenora Kimball, I would have had no happy memories in my life. So I know that being a grandparent is so very important to the, to the kids. And I also know, I have learned, um, how to keep my mouth shut. I zip it. I have um, four grandchildren. Travis and Madison, you know, they're something else. And I love them to pieces. You guys have all helped raise them. They love this church. They love Pastor and Darlene. I mean, this is, I'm so blessed to have been able to have them here. And why did I get to have them here? Because I kept this shut. My daughter and my son-in-law give me open access to my grandchildren, and that's because I know my place. I respect boundaries. Um, I am there for my daughter when she calls me breathless with exasperation when Travis was about 10 years old because she got a bill from the school cafeteria <laughs> for $45. And when she asked Travis what it was about, his after-school program, they had an ice cream bar. He would buy ice creams for all his buddies Come on, I'll get you ice cream, I'll get you ice cream. And I had, you know, I, I helped Jody to laugh at that. 
and my son-in-law gives me great access to Maddie. We got Maddie when she was two and a half, and she's such a blessing to us. But I know my place there, too, because uh, Darlene's heard this story a thousand times. Uh, I took Maddie shopping, one of our first fashion shopping sprees when she was a little girl, and she is stylish. And she wanted fashion boots with zippers and heels, and I thought that was great. Daddy thought she looked like a lady of the evening. <laughs> and I had to learn my place so that I could have access to my grandchildren. Uh, I, I love them so much, and when I start to worry about them and, and think about all the challenges that they both have in their life because of the ages that they are. I remember that, um, and God actually showed me this just a couple of weeks ago, the wonderful qualities in both of them and foundational beliefs and um, instruction that they've received here from great leadership and from all of you by loving them and supporting them that I don't have to worry especially since the two oldest are, you know, Travis, he a man. <laughs> he doesn't need Nana calling him every day. I've learned that. Uh, Maddie, I still got a year before she gets her license, so I'm good there. <laughs> but also, um, it's not all unicorns and lollipops. We have two grandchildren we never see. Sometimes you have to make a choice as a parent and uh, Richie and I have, have made a decision, and we love our kids. We're proud of both of them. They do an amazing job with their children, but there are sometimes you have to set a boundary in your life, and that's what we've done, and it's painful, and we pray, and I pray every day that we will learn to uh, know those other two children when the time is right, when things are healthy and uh, wholesome, but in the interim, um, we pray for them. We love them and we mourn the loss. But we have hope for the future that we will, we will see them. And when I used to hear people uh, talk about situations like this, I would think, oh, there's something more to that story. Not always. Stuff happens. People come into your life and they have uh, a different set of um, foundational beliefs. And that's, you know, we just have to get through that. But one of the fun things is Nana money. We established Nana money when the kids were um, born. As long as Nana's working, they get $5 a week that goes in a savings account for them. It's not for practical things like education. <laughs> not at all. It's for when mommy and daddy say they can't have something because it's you know frivolous or whatever. They save their Nana money, and when they want it, they get it. Uh, with mommy and daddy's permission, of course. Um, Richie thinks that Travis doesn't get Nana money anymore because he's going to be 21. <laughs> he doesn't need it. He is a saver, and I'm very grateful for that. But uh, he thinks that I paid for his fishing license. No, his Nana money paid for his fishing license. I use um, little treats like that, like their Nana money to get them things. Maddie, every once in a while, she'll call me, she'll want something. How much is in my Nana fund? <laughs> that's, a, that's a blast, $5 a week adds up. But um, I don't know, being a Nana is important. You make a difference. Being a parent is hard. Being a step-parent is really hard. But you love them all, and then the, the treat is you get your grandchildren. 
You get to be a part of other kids' lives. You get to be important. You don't realize how important you are to these kids here in this, in this church family until um, you step away a little bit. Richie and I have had to make some uh, changes and adjustments in our life because he's worked hard physically all his life, and that has come home to roost. And um, sometimes there are days when we can't do things because he is struggling. So we have the Watson kids that live down the road, and they come and stack our wood. You know, we've got young men who yell out, we love you. You know, we just, yeah, I love you guys, you know. We, you know, nanas are important. So I, I'm, happy that, uh, I'm happy that I got a chance to say that. A lot of people's Nana, including my kids too, and I love how she said that about Madison being here and, and Travis and getting like raised in the church, not just by her, but, but you guys. The same is true for my kids. This is their home away from home, and I love that about this church. It's family, and so that's, that's awesome. Thank you, Diana. Next up is Louisa Lohman. Come on up, Louisa. Hello, good morning. Happy Mother's Day. I'm Louisa, and I'm happy to be here this morning. I want to introduce my family in just a moment. Um, I'm married to Daryl, and we moved to New Hampshire about 20 years ago with two very quiet, well-behaved little girls. <laughs> just to give you a little background, when um, I first got married, I was the bride who said to my mother-in-law, anybody who has more than four children must be crazy. But you have to know something. My husband is the oldest of four. <laughs> so that was embarrassing. And I, I want to know if I can borrow your shoe to insert it right here. <laughs> because that comes back to haunt me because the Lord has a lot of humor. So when we came to New Hampshire, the Lord flung open the doors to a ministry that has been on my heart for a long time, and that's adoption. So. Um, my son Michael's here. Michael's back in the sound system. Woohoo! <laughs> um, he first brought in two little boys who had never met before in, from the same family. They met in our living room. Michael was one of them. And um, it was one of the most magical times in my life. The whole room full of social workers and um, foster parents, and those two boys went right to each other and hugged and kissed and um, was super sweet. And then came a 10-month-old, and then um, a 10-month-old little boy, and then later on his sister, Kiara, <laughs> came, <laughs> came walking through our doors. Um, we had other kids that came in and out. Some we cried when they left, and some we were like, woohoo! <laughs> they were hard. And then we came into a sibling group of three, and all I will say is, oh my. The state of New Hampshire said no more kids, but we knew we weren't done. So then we went to China and brought home two boys who had been together since they were babies, and they wanted to be brothers, and they were older um, in the adoption community. Boys scare a lot of people. <laughs> so we just said, come on in. And then we were in the process of going back to get their roommate and he could not be cleared. There's a whole process. And we stumbled on a boy and a girl. I was not looking for a girl, but a girl came. Um, and if you are counting, has anybody lost count yet? <laughs> um, 
Remember my mother-in-law? <laughs> There's 13 of them now. So we have eight boys and five girls. And I'm hoping I can, so this is one of our family photos. I did not add the music, that was Disney. Um, and I want to come back to that photo. This is everybody and some of our, well, one of our grandchildren. Okay. <laughs> you're, tr you're right. Um, so those, every one of my kids has an amazing story. You'll have to excuse me one second. Every one of our kids has an amazing story. And one of our um, children actually has a connection with a current world leader that stepped into their story and changed it so she could come home to our family. And you'd never know, he's not a Christian, he has denounced the Lord, but God uses anybody, right? We've learned those things. So I need to show you the newest people in our family. Pastor, you need to say yes to the ponies. <laughs> um, and this, if you notice, she's even a unicorn pony. She has her little horn on her front. And there's a donkey there, but they actually do each have their own ponies. And this is um, Gabriella. She's not even two weeks yet. So she just came to our family. So we have 13 kids. Um, we homeschool all of our kids. I teach online. And more recently, I've been caring for my mom, who um, lives in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. She's on her seventh round of having cancer. Um, I think she's gonna be okay. I come from a very long line of strong women. <laughs> my mom is a fighter. Um, so the Lord put on my heart today to share all of my craziness, but he also wanted to remind me that he created my family just like he created each of your families. Um, none of us are perfect. I am not perfect. I just have a lot going on. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was um, family unity. The world tries to pull us apart on every chance we get. Send your kid here, send us there. Our job as moms is to keep us all together and keep us moving. So um, one, someone talked about not being perfect all the time. I just heard a statistic. If moms and dads can get it right 30% of the time, and the other 30%, another 30%, apologize and be humble and tell our kids that, that our kids are gonna be okay. So keep that in mind because we all are flawed and make many mistakes, but I'm very relieved <laughs> that that is the case. So let me talk about how our family does family unity. It's a big deal, we work hard at it. So you saw that first picture at Walt Disney World in those crazy shirts. We have those in um, neon yellow, red, orange, and teal. We have matching coats, and this shirt that I have on, everybody has their own color, but it has our farm name on it, and on the back it has our family motto, work hard and play hard. Um, one of the, I wanted to share this quickly. One of the times my kids were wearing their shirts at a foster care event, um, we get noticed. Everybody knows we belong together. At this particular time, I know we were wearing our orange shirts, and they are very bright. But my older teens had kids coming up to them very quietly, sneaking in and asking if they, we had room in our family for them. 
So family unity is important <laughs> and it gets noticed. That was my other point. One of the other things that we've done, we read books together. And I'm going to tell you it's not sitting around the fire with hot cocoa and beauty. Um, sometimes I'm be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be, li be listening, sit still. But we read together. And we, we had a book, um, The Circle Maker, that a friend of ours um, passed to us. And my husband, Daryl, and I both read it. And we're like, we got to get the kids on board to this. It was about prayer life and setting goals. And so we did that. But it took us two years to do that. So it was a long time. But in that, we found a lot of truths. And here's some cool things that came out of that. So this is our table. Um, each of our kids has, um, to the left, I, didn't, I wanted to be private with them. So the card to the left, the white card, has their um, goals for their life on it. And then I went away for a week weekend a retreat and the Lord gave me a verse for each of the kids so we have that on the table and then some of the truths that we pulled <clears throat> out of the book that are also on our table and it is so humbling to walk through our day and realize that right here are our kids hopes and dreams so we are very intentional on this and um, sometimes you go by it and you're rushing through life but when you stop you're like whoa so it brings us around um, a lot so we get to pray for our kids and then another thing that came from that book is this is our family goals. And the kids came up with these. So it's pretty cool. And I wrote some of the truths on there that we were finding. If I found a truth or we, one of the kids, I'd run it through. So pay, pray through, pray hard, vision beyond your resources. There's lots of things that we learned in that book. But we have read other books too, but that one just made an impact, so I brought that one up. So what other kinds of things have we done? Well, we set goals, we do projects together, um, we do house projects, we've built a barn, a chicken coop, fire pits, um, we take family trips and everyone is talking and around the table and making plans. Um, we're getting ready, My, I have a son at the International Alert Academy and he does his advancement in May and it's been really hard trying to figure all that out right now because we had an incident that happened and we have a vehicle, my big van is still in Virginia, um, broken down, so we, that's made a little bit of a challenge, but I think we have it all worked out. Um, we eat together, we cook together, we even sing together. The Lord calls us to be, make a joyful noise together. Um, so I, um, the biggest thing that we do is we serve together. Some of my kids for their, um, so my boys are in the, um, and a, a unit for Alert Cadet, it's a father-son program. They've logged over a thousand hours each of volunteer time. My girls are in bright lights and they also do service, but we don't have to keep track of that. Um, as a family, we've raked leaves, we baked, we drive someone to, we take people to appointments. Just this week, I was, um, Kiara and I were in Boston at midnight, picking up someone who was stranded, their ride, couldn't make it, to, their plane got delayed, they were frantic, someone called us and we were down there picking them up. That same day, I had prayed with an adoptive mom who was struggling. A half hour later, there was another mom praying for me and one of my boys. So we all need to help each other and fix each other's crowns, but um, those are service moments. So here's my challenge, and it's not just for moms, but it's for dads, it's for grandparents, and kids, you need to be on board with this too. What are some things that you can do to knit your family's heart together? Um, what can you do to show God's love together? And especially, what can you do to bring God honor? 
So this is our, um, another family quote that we use a lot, and I know that Kiara just used this in making a decision. She had two choices. Only what is done for Christ will last. Everything else needs to go. So there we go. Thank you. Awesome. We have one more drawing. All right. Drum roll, please. I get you active. Get you into this. It might be you. Esther Spalding. Come on up, Esther. Oh, this is so appropriate. You have won a voucher for our New Life Women kickoff. Um, so you get, you get to, it's a $40 value or up to a $40 value. You could bring one other person with you, and that is happening on May 2028. That's right. You got, see, I knew it. I knew that's for you. This is going to be such a, you're welcome. Congratulations. All right, give her, that was it. That was it for our prizes. So we hope, women, that you do come to that event. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be a time where we're going to come together and really know what you want from your women's group, young and old alike. We want youth to come as well. And so, yeah, and then our speaker is going to be talking on community and how important that is. As we're learning right now, mother, mothers need other mothers. Women need other women. So it's going to be a great event. What I'd like to do right now in, in closing is have all the women, all the moms stand up, whether you're a, a grandma, an auntie, you're a like mom, a spiritual mom. I would like you to stand up, and we're going to pray a blessing over you. So, and I like everybody else, just reach your hands out to all the moms. All right. Father God, we thank you. We ask for you to pour out in abundance your wisdom on moms here today. We need your wisdom, not, not the world's wisdom, not man's wisdom, but God's wisdom. We need godly wisdom to raise our kids in this day and age. And we thank you, Father God, that you are pouring out your wisdom on moms today and every day thereafter. We also ask you, Father God, to pour out your provision on each mom here that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, and that you meet their needs, whether it be physical, financial, material, emotional, and spiritual, that you are pouring out your provision over mom so that they could be the mom that you have called them to be. They don't have to worry. We also ask you, Father God, to pour out your protection over moms. So put a hedge of protection around each mom here and their kids that no harm will come to them that they are protected to raise their kids in the admonition, admonition of, the God, of the Lord. And nothing will come against that. Nothing will cause them to stumble in that, that they'll continue on in the direction that you have called them in raising their children and raising godly children in this world. We also ask you, Father God, to pour out your strength on each woman here, each mother here, your strength. We can't do this in our strength. We need your strength, God. And when we don't get it right, when we're not perfect that our kids see the one that we were relying on and leaning on is that they learn to have strength in you just like mama is depending on you we thank you father god for your strength and we ask you i, I just think of a verse of psalms 121 i lift my eyes up to the hills where does my help come from my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth that our kids see that we look to you god and that other people see it as well. We pray right now that you pour out your, your blessing of laughter over moms, that their homes are filled with not only 
wisdom of God and your provision and your protection and your strength, but fun times that the joy of the Lord is our strength, that you are our joy and that you cause us to have fun. We can have fun in Jesus' name that our homes are a safe place for our kids, as Louisa talked about, gathering around the table and having fun in your name. And lastly, Father God, I ask you to just pour out your spirit, your Holy Spirit. Baptize each mother here fresh with your spirit. Fill them with your power to enable them and empower them to be the moms you call them to be, but also to give them times of refreshing God. We need your rest. When we can't get rest, physical rest, that you give them supernatural rest. We thank you that every child will rise up and call their mamas blessed because you are. And God, thank you for blessing us with the blessing of motherhood. We thank you for all of these things. We thank you for the blessing of motherhood, and we thank you for all the other blessings. You are so good, God. What an honor it is to be a mom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please enjoy some refreshments out. Moms get to go first. How's that? (laughs) See you later.